Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. Welcome to episode 16 of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm John. And we have a special episode, this time featuring UFOs. And UFOs in Canada. Yes. There's been uh, plenty of sightings. Uh, you don't have to go far to look on online about sightings in uh, Canada or generally Ontario. or And there's been a lot of them. And they continue. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I think it's actually Vulcan, Alberta, mm-hmm. of all places, that has the most amount of... Uh, Sightings, mm-hmm. Makes sense. Vulcan of all places. Vulcan, and, and I think, and the town has actually built a platform. Yeah, a landing pad, <laughs> a landing platform for the UFOs, just in case. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty cool. It's like probably like a tourist thing, and yep. you know, the U.S. has their Area Fifty One and uh, Roswell, and we've That's got right. uh, Vulcan, Alberta, and yeah, know, pretty cool. I've never been there, but yeah, it it doesn't really. I mean, if you sit out at night, even around a campfire, or especially if you're out where there's uh, no city lights that are, are oh, coming for in. sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to look up in the sky, and and we've I've seen, I mean, stars, though, or, or shooting stars and stuff, which is absolutely fascinating and Satellites to moving. Right. But there's sometimes that you see it just make an L shape and shoot straight up in the air or something. And what was that? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, just totally unexplainable. But what we're talking about today, or tonight, whatever we are at this time tonight, you're listening, <laughs> what we're talking about is the ones that made it to the ground, that landed. That's right. The abductions. Documented. And, mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, myself, I... Have you ever seen a UFO? You know what? I have, but I was so young at the time, and the stories that I hear keep changing, and I can't keep it in my head of which was the real story behind it because I was only four years old. Oh, okay, but and I didn't actually see the UFO, but I saw where it had landed, and oh. uh, there was burn marks and really? impressions into the. And this is local grass. around here. This was in the KW area. Oh wow! This was back in 1967. That's Kitchener Waterloo for yeah. people who don't know. Yeah. Non-locals? <laughs> yeah, that's right. For the non-locals? Yeah. But ni- 19, I thought it was around 1966, so it seemed to be the year, but uh, I was reading more online about it, and a guy named Brian that had actually witnessed this whole thing, he was a young man at the time, probably in his teens, that witnessed it landing, wow. uh, reported it to the police, but uh, as it landed, he said it was on six six different legs that had come out and right. landed. And he got scared. He said it was lit up, and he got scared, and he took off and called the police. The police came, just noted that there were indentations and burn marks. Wow. Uh, I had no idea. And wow. so, again, I was five. I remember going with friends like, uh, you know, like they were older than me. Right. But it's like, come on, Danny, you know. And, <laughs> and you know, we go look at this. And, uh, and I remember certain things about it that... Just even people that have expanded on the story, it's like, oh, yeah, we, we saw little aliens or whatever, right? That's my chair. you got the squeaky chair yeah. tonight. Yeah. But we've got, you know, they'd be expanding on the story. So, again, I'm really not too sure how much of that happened. But 
even to this day, I still, I could still see us all being outside. We lived in an apartment and I can still see the whole apartment outside looking to the sky and looking around, you know, and I don't know whether I dreamt that or was it in a dream, but it just seems so vivid all the time. So Mm -hmm. I really don't know a whole lot about that story, but Mm. then, and then I'll swing you back to my grandmother. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yes. who's been so influential on Yes, you've told this me. story too. Yeah. It's a good one. Where she basically had uh, looking out her window one night and saw a craft or a ball of light uh, that had come down in, uh, in ba- just past her. I mean, they had a pretty big acreage there, but uh, past the tree line, and it would have landed down near the Saugeen River. So whether mm. it was feeding off the river or... Wow. Um, I'm sure it was an experimental weather balloon, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they all are. And they this all is are. in the middle of any, like nowhere, right? Right. There, uh, there was like just farmland all around there. And this so. is at night as well. This was at night, wow. and you know, of course, my dad asking her the question, "Oh, well, what did you do?" And she's like, well, "I shut the blinds. <laughs> I shut the blinds. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss, she, right?" Yeah. And she's like, "They're not here to hurt us." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So hmm. I'm not too sure what she explained it as being. You know, whether it was spirit or whether it was... Right. But, uh, yeah. Uh, So that was always stuck in my mind as well. But both of those incidents back in the 60s, you know, it Mm. seemed like a a hot spot at that time. Uh, I think we all Mid-60s. And I think we all have the UFO sighting I think anybody who looks in the sky long enough will see something that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Like like you said, make like an L-shaped move. Right. You know, like a falling star. Straight up or disappear. Yeah. 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 Like... About six years ago, six or seven years ago, my wife and I were coming home from Guelph. That's my and chair. I'm going to change chair. <laughs> and uh, we were driving north on Highway 6 and headed for Fergus, where we live. And there's nothing between Guelph and Fergus. Mm-hmm. There's a little tiny little hamlet called Annetville. And the rest is all farmer's fields. And that's about it, right? It's a, it's a big farming community. And we, we were at the movies, at a late show, so we're coming home, it's around 11.30, midnight, and I can remember, and I, I'm pretty sure it was either it was either spring or fall, because there's no leaves on the trees, that's why we could see this thing so well, and we both looked over into this woodlot, like this, this thicket, uh, to our right, on the uh, east side of the highway, and this huge green ball, like the brightest green you ever saw. It was like someone flipped a switch, and it was there, boom, on the on the floor of the forest. And it was about six feet in diameter, almost like those huge beach balls you see that guys throw around at concerts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it lit up, it rose straight up, like straight as can be, above the tree canopy, and then shot across this farmer's field and disappeared. And it didn't make a noise. There was no, like, afterburners. There's like, nothing. It was silent, lit up, straight up, above the tree line, or the canopy, and then, boom, mm-hmm. gone. And my wife and I looked at each other. We were both like, what the hell was that? Yeah. And my wife was like, that was a UFO. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, like, there's, yeah, what else you know, what else could it be? And I wish that I'd pulled over. And mm-hmm. marked the spot and went back the next day yeah. to see if there was any scorch marks or, right. or whatever. And you know what? Every now and then, because we go up that highway all the time, like at least a couple times a week, mm-hmm. I, I always look 
you know, I was looking over at that, that wood patch and thinking, oh man, like, why didn't I, mm-hmm. why didn't I pull over and, you know, mm-hmm. take some photos or go check it out or whatever. Right. But, uh, that's our little UFO story. Oh, yeah. And other than the fact that John and I have seen Grays, they visit us at home. Yeah, but not the craft. But no, but not, uh, not the craft. I, yeah. Yeah, at the beginning I was always joking with John, we should ask him for a ride on their spaceship. <laughs> He'd be like, no, no. <laughs> like I hell. Don't want, I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. So. But we've also related the uh, the aliens could be in spirit form as well. Yeah, or teleporting or something, or right. portals. or Right, yeah. so do they actually use the spaceship anymore as we see it, or, you know. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Might be multiple ways that these things, who knows? Well, they might just be remote viewing from uh, wherever they are, right? Yeah. Maybe from the ship up above your house. Right. <laughs> it's got the cloaking device going. You and can't next see time, it. Yeah. 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 And I know um, just doing some research on the on the internet, uh, there was a, some sightings. I'm thinking um, there's a, a base, an army base, Canadian army base. Oops. <laughs> a Canadian Army base, uh, and they get plenty of sightings around that base. I, I'm trying to think of which one it is. Trenton, the one in Trenton, I think. Is it Trenton? Okay. Yeah. But there seems to be a lot of, and there's a very convincing... Well, it's, it's right on Lake Ontario. Yeah. And they think that the ships come out of the lake. Right. Like they might have a base of operations underneath yeah. the water or something like that. And you know? there's a very convincing picture on the one site that this guy took. Uh, it almost looks like... Uh, a honeycomb, you know what I mean, like the cereal. Oh, really? And it's it's in the sky, and yeah, it's just uh, it looks it's blurred a little bit because it's moving, of course. But uh, yeah, it's you can certainly make out. He just said totally unexplainable as far as so it's an unidentified flying object to him. So, hmm. and this is a credible guy from you know from the base, right? So, right. Cool. Yeah. So well, there's let's face it, there's a, we know it goes on because. The U.S. just recently released uh, some from an F-16 that was chasing one. Yeah, released a couple that, of them. Yeah, there was chasing. one where they had locked the radar on. That's right. Uh, the missile lock, mm-hmm. and this thing was moving like a bullet. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, that's very makes cool. you wonder why they released that. Right. Well, it's like baby steps, right? They're they're just I, kind of introducing it. to I think everybody, everybody would agree. The government, U.S. government especially, because they're so much more on the lead in, in military, right? Right. You know. You know. They got quite a military machine. I they know more than we know. Oh yeah, put it that way. Whatever topic you want to pick, I think they know more than they than the average person walking around. And it's almost like are they eventually slowly going to release this? Mm-hmm. You know, um, some of the stuff Dan's going to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the Canadian uh, individual who knows a lot about it. Uh, he claims that they've actually had meetings and different things oh, with yeah. a- various alien races. So, right. so. Yeah. Danny, you've got an, an anal probe story for us. Is that what you've got for us today? <laughs> did, I, did I say that? <laughs> and then you're going to tell us your UFO story. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no you know too many bleeps in that one. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I, um, I haven't really, it, besides sitting and watching the skies right. and seeing some odd, odd things, but I've never seen one up close or landing or... Mm. You know, uh, and except for my memories of when I was young of seeing right. impressions and burn marks, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could get right into the crop circles, which there have been some found in southwestern Ontario, uh, not recently. They no, kind of slowed but, down the crop circle phenomenon, right. didn't it? So whether you believe that that's 
alien or just some guys Pranksters that are being or whatever. creative with a field. Yeah, like uh, planks and they are cool though. There, oh, they, yeah, they're they very really well cool. done. Yes, yeah. some of them. Uh, some I, of them are so intricate that I'm like, yeah. there's no way that three guys made this. No, in a couple hours at night. Exactly. You know, so something's must be done there. Uh, I can remember going out one time for a walk with the dog, my uncle's dog, and went into the cornfield and was walking around. And there was a whole flattened area, and I'm like, oh, wow, aliens or something. Right? So I go back and talk to my uncle, and of he course was, he's like, oh, yeah. Deer, yeah, you know, deer bedded down or something uh, there? Uh, <laughs> he said that the porcupines like to knock down the stalks. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, they had flattened a whole area. It wasn't a complete circle or anything, but <laughs> right, it just, okay. it's kind of funny. It's like, hey, Uncle Ken, you've got aliens yeah. in your cornfield. <laughs> alien, alien porcupines. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, they're just porcupines. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And deer. And yeah, they're, you say it was like deer bedding down in the cornfield or something. But... Yep. Yeah. So, John... You're going to go start us with the. Uh, yeah, this looks really interesting. This is this is yeah, like so this is like Canada's uh, Roswell, right? Yeah. Actually, that's how they describe it. Um, so go back to 1967, and this would be in Falcon Lake uh, Woods, Manitoba. A gentleman by the name of Stan Michalak, and this is a well-documented case. He was an amateur geologist. He used to go out, and he actually had uh, state claims, so he'd been you know that involved in. Uh, you know, looking for quartz, silver, gold, whatever he was looking for, uh, veins of it, not just like little pieces. And so, like, I've got a, a printout here from CBC, Canada, the Canadian Broadcast Corporation. They did a follow-up of the 50-year anniversary of it. And to give you an idea, this guy, he was out there looking for these mineral finds. Um, he was startled by a bunch of geese in a pond nearby, just went crazy. And he looked up and he saw two cigar-shaped objects. I believe, if I remember correctly, he saw them and they were about 40 yards away from him. One of them landed on this huge, giant, flat rock area. The other one took off at great speed. He said the one that landed actually changed in shape from a cigar shape to a perfect cylinder. And he watched this thing for 30 minutes. He actually drew a sketch of it, very intricate stat- sketch, um, the man was a machinist, so he was very good with his hands, and a really good picture he drew. He'd be good at drafting, and yeah, that exactly. Mm-hmm. He'd have to, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, so then, he finally um, curiosity got better of him. He actually walked over to this thing, and he claimed there was a doorway that was open. When he approached it, he said there was no seams. This thing was all one piece. It wasn't like you know the right. way a battleship would be built no, or a plane. No rivets. No rivets. It was all perfectly seamless, and he actually stuck his head in this open doorway. And he claimed he heard voices, but he couldn't distinguish. The man, to give you an idea, the man knew English, he knew Polish, he knew German, and he yelled up, do you need help? Because he, he assumed that this was some kind of an American secret military sure. aircraft. That's what he thought it was. He was convinced of the whole time. Um, next thing you know, after he sticks his head, takes it back out, the door closes up, and he said after it closed, again, this whole area became seamless. And then this thing rocketed out of there. But when it did, this heat came out of these grates. And uh, the front page, it shows he's got a, a grid pattern burnt onto his chest. It actually set his clothes on fire. Yeah, it almost looks like he's got like a waffle maker thing on his chest. Yeah, his long, stomach. and we're talking 1967 before, you know. Yeah. And so then right away people, well, okay, uh, 
uh, he, he said he saw it, but nobody else saw it. So, but then the next thing you know, the guy ends up in the hospital. Uh, he was vomiting, diarrhea, all kinds of different problems. There's a comment in here about his son when he went to see him, and he went into the room, and he said there was a horrible aroma of sulfur and the smell of a burnt motor that was in the room, and literally the smell was coming out of his pores. Right. And he was hospitalized for quite a while. He was quite sick. Um, and give you a, some other things about it. His dad never, ever made money on this. He was actually a very private man. But when he came from Poland, he was actually in a police force, and he felt that the right duty was to report this. Because if this was uh, for craft for war or whatever it was, right. people should know. Um, and his father, uh, he was sick for a long time. The U.S. military came and investigated the claim, along with our forces and RCMP and whoever else came. Um, the man suffered from radiation burns they couldn't explain out in the middle of nowhere. How could he, if he was hoaxing this, how could he have done it? Um, as a machinist, he wouldn't have access to radioactive material. Um, he was sick for about a year before he resumed his normal life. Um, they had they actually went back to the site and they found his burnt clothes. They went and picked them up. They found pieces of metal that were actually radioactive. Um, they could be old pieces from previous prospectors being out there or maybe him from another time. The area where he claimed it was, the entire area was burnt just like what you described. So there's no moss on these rocks. It was all burnt away. Uh, his son still has a piece of the metal that his father found. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually, to this day, they say it's still radioactive. Wow. So something heavy happened out there. Um, to give you an idea, uh, as I said, U.S. military's um, findings on it was that this was not a hoax, but it's not explainable. Same right. with the Canadian military. They actually sent him to the Mayo Clinic in the U.S., which I think is regarded as one of the finest medical facilities in the world. Mm-hmm. They Psychiatric evaluation came out that the man is sane, that they do not believe that he was prone to hoaxing and seeking attention and the whole bit. But the funny thing was when the family wanted to find out about the medical records, the doctors in Canada didn't have them. They contacted the Mayo Clinic, and then they began to claim they never had a record of ever having this patient. Hmm. And so my gut feeling is... Whatever they found and examined and what was done to him was unexplainable, or the U.S. military already knew what was the cause of it, and And so the records disappeared. So, and the Mayo Clinic is a pretty well established um, uh, place. I don't see them losing medical records. No, Um, and the family was always um, kind of surprised by that. Um, His dad, everyone who knows him, will tell you that his story never wavered when you asked him to talk about it. But he always said. Did you see aliens? Or did you see an alien? He always said, I saw an unidentified military aircraft. He would never go down the road right. to see aliens. Alien, right. But at the time, everyone agreed that no military, even to this day, has anything that mm-hmm. like that. It literally changed from a cigar shape to a cylinder and no seams. And even after that door that he had his head enclosed, he said the seams then disappeared. It all melted together. Um, and that, that burn... Like they said, he was covered with radiation. Um, he had bouts of diarrhea and vomiting. I would come up believing that. Mm-hmm. So he was somebody exposed to radiation. And when it happened, he was out in the middle of nowhere. So anyway, U.S. military didn't think it was a hoax. Canadian military didn't think it was a hoax. And they call this the most documented uh, UFO encounter in Canadian history. 
right. still to this day. Hmm. So, and it's like Dan said in the beginning, this is the Canada's Roswell. And right. it wasn't a, a, a crash. It had landed. It had, it had landed. And just sat there. And, and it's, whatever it was doing. They were he, on break. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> playing exactly. cards. Or. And he assumed that there was something broke down. And mm. so he called up there in English, Polish, and German, and he had no response. Wow. And he heard something, but he couldn't describe it. It was a language that he recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he died at the age of 83. Um, and to give you an idea, so this wasn't somebody looking. His, he told his family later, his only regret in the entire thing is he wishes he'd never said anything. He'd just mm-hmm. come home, went to the doctors, whatever. Mm, really? He didn't want the attention. And that goes right against if he was a hoaxer seeking attention. Well, he, he yeah, you want to make his, money off of it. He, he never, he never did. His son wrote a book uh, fifty years later, right after his father was passed. Um, but that's it. And his son might have made some money off this, but if that was the scheme to make money off of it, it was a fifty-year plan. Doesn't really sound feasible. No, yeah. no. So, and the book, as his son said, was a tribute to his father. Right. So yeah. So that's that's anyway, Falcon Lake, Manitoba, and that is Canada's Roswell, most heavily investigated. Uh, UFO incident in Canadian history. That we know of. That we know of. That's right. That's released. <laughs> yes, that's been released to the public. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> do, do, do. And I think it all goes, uh, well, I mean, you see see the stories on TV as well of uh, when UFOs are spotted or aliens, uh, how quickly the government or men in black, if you will, if there's such a thing, mm-hmm. how quickly they, they get there to uh, cover it up or, you know, make sure that you don't say anything or... Yeah, that's right. You know, so, yeah, some very interesting... Everybody uh, listening has had something they've seen in the sky and went, hmm. Right. Yeah, you're out camping, you know, you're yep. at the cottage, you're, you're looking up and you're looking at the Milky Way and... Something you know, moves There's a, a funny million pattern. stars up there and you're like, what the heck is that, right? And there's yep. like some zigzagging through across the sky and yeah like, hmm. yeah it's, it's not, not a meteorite. helicopter it's not a meteorite yeah you know it's not a lightning bug or whatever yeah yeah and i think i mentioned it on uh, one other podcast that we were watching this guy and and two two lights going straight toward each other and as soon as they got close they shot straight up in the air and gone oh, disappeared yeah. At an incredible speed, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Tony Tony from Ship was telling me once that he and his wife were up north, northern Ontario, like cottage country, and they saw something, like some weird-looking, like, anomaly craft. Mm-hmm. And he videotaped it, but when he played his video afterwards, it wasn't on, on the tape. Is that right? Yeah, right? and he's like, you buggers. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah how'd you says, do that? How did you do that, right? Yeah, wow. But he says they saw it, and they watched it for a good five minutes go across the lake, and, and uh, he had his, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Tony, he's always got all his toys and his gadgets with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, he recorded it, but when they went to play it back, nothing. Wow. So. Yeah. And this, uh, how big was this object in uh, Falcon Lake? He said it was session. approximately 35 to 40 feet. Wow. In, in diameter, so it's it not a, even that big. No, you think about no. it. But if it's yeah. got little green men in it. They don't need. They don't need a lot of space, right? <laughs> it's not like I'm getting in there. And you just need a steering wheel, a couple yeah. of beds, and a toilet. Your fridge, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. And they're little, so there's little bears, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's something that's always fascinated me. I would give anything for. I don't care which government does it, but they know more than there is. Right. I believe this... Well, we're going to get into that too, right? Yeah, exactly. And Dan's... That'll connect kind of what Dan's going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I believe that 
governments of the world know a lot more than mm-hmm. what they're telling us. I really do. Right. I really do. It's it's nice that they have a, a piece. They, is, would this be a piece of the aircraft or just a piece of steel that was around? At no, the they believe... Uh, well, here's the funny thing. So I don't think these were his pieces of metal. Right. But the area that he was in was a popular place to, for people to prospect. Right, so there was... You know, leftover yeah, pieces left of metal over, or whatever. Yeah. Um, some of the metal actually fused into the rock. That right. was the other part of it. Um, and I, I forgot to mention that. So like, when they went back to the site, they found his burnt clothes, mm-hmm. and they actually found metal fused into rock. And it was granite and quartz rock, and right. it was fused into it, and they had to actually chip it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like whatever's there, the heat almost like just like melted it into the rock. Well, and like he said, his son still has the one piece that I think they collected subsequently later. Right. And he said to this day it's still radioactive. I guess they had to test it, and it's still... So it shows you something with radioactivity landed, right? You know, and uh, you know, like to burn them. Like they, like the authorities found, they found the burnt clothes. His glove, when he touched where the door closed, because he couldn't believe there was no seams, it actually started to melt his glove. He had, he had, and that's when, after he touched it, that's when it took off, right? And it burnt him and set his clothes on fire and his glove. And he had to rip the glove off. And within minutes of that happening. He was trying to get back to wherever his vehicle was or where he was staying, and he began to just vomit all over the place. So right. it was like he had radiation sickness or something, mm. you know. So yeah, would it would have had to? Um, yeah, I mean, you could, you know, you could say, okay, well, sixties, um, unless he was close to a muffler on a tractor or something, but those uh, <laughs> dots there don't really match up to what anything that you. Uh, and if anybody yeah. listening wants to check it out, if you just Google Falcon Lake incident, mm-hmm. uh, you'll find it. It comes up Pictures on a Google search. And yeah, and he's got like a burnt grid. And then when they show his picture of his shirt, the grid matches where his shirt was burnt, where he ripped it off him or it got it turned on fire. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, his son, when he went in, just the, the smell of sulfur coming out of him. Yeah, that would have been horrible. He, he actually, uh, apparently he thought his father was going to die. Because yeah. he was in that bad of shape after, you know. Right. And if that was some kind of a, a craft's exhaust, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little worse than our tailpipes in our cars. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was 66 uh, or 67? 67, 67, which, yeah. and 66, yeah. actually from 66 to like 70, 71, that was a very popular time for a lot right. of... And one of our our listeners of the podcast had uh, reflected on uh, Australia. Yeah, the one listener we have from from Australia. I think think she's married to a Canadian, so that's... uh, Mm -hmm. um, So she's almost perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, very nice lady, I'm I'm, I'm sure. She comments quite a bit. And she'd asked us about this incident in, in Australia, Australia. In and I can't remember the exact location, but John, yeah. you looked into it. I did, and it's, and it's, it's a, hundreds of witnesses to a, an air, it's a, a UFO. UFO that landed near a school. Yep. And all these kids saw it. Yep. And, and then there was it. all kinds of BS that came out what it actually was. Yeah. And there was a teacher there that, even recently, he put out that, no, we watched uh, an alien air, uh, spacecraft land. But everybody just, at the time, the government and whoever else just... Yeah, because they already knew. Yeah, they knew. Okay, it's not. It's not one of ours. We know right. it's not from the Russia, from China, and they, they know it's it's aliens uh, that were were coming here. Or if it's even just if it's just a craft and there's nobody in it and it's just recording, whatever it is, yeah, right? Okay. They they know. Yeah, they know. Yeah. yeah. 
it is really hard to, especially back then and even today, with even with camera and technology that we have today, but to capture anything because mostly it's mostly at night, for one yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm sure there's probably uh, during the day as well, but uh, it's really hard to uh, capture anything uh, on film. And it's same with spirits. It's all really hard to capture anything. Yep. Uh, well, it's like Tony's thing, right? Or just well, maybe yeah. they have something that affects uh, yeah the electronic devices, and mm-hmm. you know, it may, you know, they can't work or they won't work, and yeah, and uh, but you, you and can, sometimes it's so fast you can't get your camera or your cell phone out anyway, right? That's right. Like with that green ball that. That uh, that green orb that my wife and I saw. Yeah, I mean we both had cell phones, but you know we're too busy going. Holy crap! What is that? Yeah, you know, it's to, a shock. Exactly. To even think about whipping their cell phones out. Yeah. So and back in the sixties, you know, unless you had like one of those little eight millimeter uh, cameras yeah. that wound up on the side, there's there's no way you're gonna be. Uh, That's right. You're kind of looking down in them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it'd be neat to. Uh, like I can imagine that a lot of these people are still alive, and get them together and say, "Hey, you know, what did you see?" And mm-hmm. but because we didn't really, I didn't really look into it too much uh, online. Yeah, just a, just a little but, bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah and funny. Th- what, there's been follow-ups. What'd you do at school today? <laughs> oh, we saw yeah, the we UFO. Saw UFO. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. But it was literally hundreds of people saw it. So that's there's another incident in Africa, I mm-hmm. believe, and I can't. Uh, I'm gonna say Kenya. Where it was the same thing, where it was like dozens and dozens of school kids saw a UFO land mm-hmm. in a field near the school, and they all witnessed it. And a lot of the kids drew it, drew pictures of it, and everything. There were scorch marks, and they just hush hushed it and kept yeah. it quiet. And yeah, and uh, you know, you never heard anything more about it. Hmm. I mean, these people all have their memories of it, right? But nobody, like mainstream media, didn't really cover it and. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem, right? Yeah. And that's part of the thing that I'm going to talk about in a second, too. Yes. So. And I think, too, uh, just watching some of the documentaries, even on the pyramid building or, you know, uh, just ancient structures, that back at that time, how did they build those things? And some of it, I mean, some people... uh, you know, totally believe that alien technology was yeah. involved. Well, same in with the, the Mayans, yeah, the Mayans with their pyramids, and yeah, right. they call that ancient aliens, right? That's, right, that's they've yeah. been coming here for ages. And isn't there? There's even pictures that primitive people drew hieroglyphics of yeah. uh, a person like waving at them, and they got spacecraft in the pictures. Yeah. What it looks like you know, and they bit. got the big uh, alien gray eyes, like the yep, big black shaped right. eyes, and everything else. So exactly. So mm-hmm. no, the, I w- it's too bad the government just wouldn't come out and tell us. Okay, look, yes, aliens exist. Bigfoot's real. <laughs> Loch Ness monster died ten years ago. Like, and just let us know all this stuff, but they won't. But then well, I don't know what we'd talk about next. Then, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we have to change our whole podcast. We have to change our whole podcast. We have to go into comedy and yeah. do impressions. Of yeah, talk about something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, you've got something interesting. I, I don't know what it is. All right. But so I'll tell you. You're going to tell us all. John already knows. Okay. <laughs> Coming up. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. 
Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. All right, we're back on Phantom Faction Podcast, episode 16. We're talking UFOs today. I did find uh, UFOlogy's 2017 Canadian UFO survey, and it seems that uh, there's been <laughs> quite a few sightings, not only in, as they claim, in rural areas, but uh, in, in cities as well. And uh, there's some great stats on here, and I won't bore you with a whole lot of them, but uh, they said that uh, Montreal, actually Quebec, was probably the number one sighting place of UFOs. Really? Yes. Um, It's all the drunk French Canadians. (laughs) Oh, that's not good enough. (laughs) Don't edit that part. No, we'll leave that right in there. (laughs) Because they know it's true. That's right. (laughs) Tabernacle, what was that, huh? <laughs> but interestingly enough, they said uh, of the sightings and people that came forward to talk about their sightings, uh, they said the average UFO sighting uh, was 15 minutes. Like that there was actually, that they were visualizing really? and watching, yeah. Um, they also said that this purpose of the study was not to prove that ETs exist or anything, but uh, that that probably it should be investigated a little more uh, because a lot of times it's written off, I guess. Uh, Some of the stories and frightening encounters that are put on here, uh, January 5th, Ontario's French River, two witnesses saw several colored orbs floating toward them and and hover before moving away. They said a less reliable case, but someone said a three-foot alien was seen last June in New Brunswick, crouching and poking at some bushes. Hmm. And in Toronto, someone said that they were watching lights flashing in the sky when suddenly a group of aliens appeared beside their car. Again, they said this is more of the unreliable story <laughs> parts, yeah. but uh, also included uh, in their in their surveys. So um, this the sightings continue. It uh, mentions here that uh, these past couple of years have actually been uh, the most sightings since 1989. Hmm. So, Not going away. Nope. Nope. So, uh, yeah, just some facts there. And, uh, again, this can also be found online, too, if you're looking to, to see the stats on uh, UFOs in Canada. But it sounds like they're still looking into these things trying to find the answers just like it's like us guys we I think they have all the answers you think they do yeah, I think I think somebody does. or the big ones the big answers yeah, yeah the real mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right Dan I'm and curious that's, and that's where I'm gonna get into uh, my little part here all right <clears throat> so an ex-canadian cabinet minister and he's also the ex-canadian defense minister Paul Hellier Paul Hellier, yes. And his last name is spelled H-E-L-L-Y-E-R. And uh, he's still alive in mm-hmm. his 80s. Uh, very, very smart man. Very, he's still sharp as a tack. Um, I think it was in 2005. And you can find tons and tons of YouTube videos of him talking. And I don't get any sense of bullshit from this man. Mm-hmm. And he's very matter-of-fact and he's got... You know statistics and facts and and all sorts of things to to go with his his claims because that's you know they're just claims right but uh, he was at a a conference and he dropped a bomb on everybody told told them who he was and he said listen he said uh, 
unequivocally, we know all about aliens, UFOs, the whole thing. And he said the governments around the world had identified 82 different species of aliens that have been visiting Earth. Mm-hmm. He says, and a few of them have been visiting for thousands of years. And uh, he was talking about different types of crafts. He talked about the Roswell incident. He says it's 100% real. Uh, there were bodies recovered. The ship was ship was recovered. Um, you know, Area 51, you know, like everybody knows all about that, where the... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where they say their stealth technology comes from, but he says usually, right. you know, it comes from these alien crafts that yeah. they've... What they call that reverse technology? Yeah, reverse engineered or yeah. reverse yeah. technology. Yeah. And uh, and one of the things he says is, uh, he says, I think the world is ready for people to know the truth. Mm-hmm. He says, and I don't know why they don't just release it. Just because there's so many sightings out there. There's so many... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, documented and undocumented cases and he says just let the people know the truth and uh wow yeah and he's a very sharp sharp guy and he talks about the reptilians he talks about the greys he talks about the nordics uh all sorts of he Mm -hmm. says they're not all here for nefarious reasons he says some of them are uh are here for benign reasons right right some are here for for good and some are here that you know might have a an agenda that we we don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that might not jive with the rest of us, <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. And uh, he talks about uh, Area Fifty One during the Eisenhower years, where the people who ran the facility wouldn't allow the the president entry. They said, "No, you don't have access." Mm-hmm. And you think, well, he's the president; he's running the show, and they're saying, "No, you're not coming in." So he threatened. Uh, to take the first, the Colorado uh, First Army or First Division or whatever, right, and invade the place. Oh, and, they, so. and they said, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, take mm-hmm. take a take a step back there, uh, President Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. And he said, sent some officials down, and they showed them around the facility, and they came back and said, yeah, they they have bodies and they have mm-hmm. um, ships and everything down there, and. They said at that time, and I guess it was during the Eisenhower years where it was, that's where most of the alien, like the secrecy stuff, you know, the weather balloons and mm-hmm. and the sightings was sure. came around, you know, and uh, where they made a, an agreement with some of the aliens mm-hmm. saying that they could take X amount of people okay. that wouldn't be noticed, right? right? Like maybe lonely travelers or homeless people for whatever reasons in exchange for technology. And you see this huge jump, especially in aircraft mm-hmm. from the fifties right, and, and 60s and 70s, because we literally went from props to jets in no time. Right. And, you know, and a lot of people say, well, that's from the, uh, the, the VH or the V2 rockets, V8 rockets from the Nazis and stuff like that. But... Mm-hmm. But there was such a jump in technology. Right. And they say that's where microwave technology came from, was from alien crafts. Right. Uh, and there's some other things they said, uh, and I, I wish I'd, but this wasn't where I was going, but but that Paul Hellyer, 
Um, what were some of the other things he was saying? Well, a lot of his, he's got a lot of information from, as Canadian Defense Minister, he made contacts with a lot of oh, US right. generals. Yes. And one general <clears> told <throat> him when he asked about uh, Area 51 and the crash, and he said the general said, sent him a note and said every bit of it is true and more. And I right. watched the talk he gave on that. Right. And then they, I guess they met later and they talked about this. And that's where a lot of his information comes from. Mm-hmm. And there was there was a conference that he was at last year, in 2017, in Montreal. It was like mm-hmm. a UFO conference or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yep. or something. They do yeah. have them, yeah. And he was talking about uh, uh, different types of technology and everything that we have that the public doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, I, I guess, he, and he, he pointed more towards the Americans and the Russians have this technology, this alien technology, where they can actually shoot down other alien craft. And he said that he'd received a photograph taken from a U.S. naval vessel where they were hauling a UFO out of the the ocean with a crane, which they'd shot down. Oh, okay. And I thought, oh, man, you know, and everybody's, like, waiting for him to produce this photograph, but he's like, well, he said, you know, I guess maybe maybe there's people you know off to the side saying baby mm-hmm. steps there, Paul. Right? Like you're right. Gonna, you're going to freak everybody out, or he's he's going to mm-hmm. end up you know yeah. flo- disappearing, <laughs> disappearing, yeah. or you know. But uh, if you ever watch his stuff on YouTube, right? There's a lot of it. Okay. And it's it's fascinating to watch. Right. And he gets into uh, like he gets into all sorts of stuff. He talks about the oil. Uh, cartels and the banking cartels and the Bilderberg groups and the mm-hmm. Illuminatis and stuff. Yeah. And he says it's absolutely real. Wow. And, you know, and you, I guess you'd think it, since he was in the Canadian government for so long and a cabinet minister and minister yep. of defense, the guy's going to know more than, your more, more than your average uh, person, right? Oh, right. I would think so, but, yeah. Uh, fascinating, yeah. fascinating stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But he's adamant. That's not like well maybe they, no they've met and they've actually met with heads of government. He yeah, said that this has I, happened. This and I know some I know uh, some South American countries like or or Central American like Mexico and mm-hmm. and Brazil have been slowly releasing a lot of their UFO findings, but we're not hearing about it because the mainstream media, right, specifically in North America and I guess Europe, just isn't covering it. Right. You know, like even if anybody's sitting here listening to this and they go, what's 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 Dan talking about? Like, what's all this? Who's this Paul Hellier guy? Yeah. I mean, he should be a household name. Right. If, if some guy comes forward and, and says mm-hmm. unequivocally, yeah. they exist, there's 82 different species. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, we've, I've got photos of them hauling alien craft out of, out of the ocean. And right. Yeah. We High should all know contacts. about it. Like, yeah, that should be it should be a no brainer, right? Yeah. But we've been brainwashed ever since any of the uh the sightings, right? Uh, yeah. That oh and it was always covered up. Oh no, it's not real, it's not real mm-hmm. and they're telling you all sorts of stories that it's uh, a weather balloon or Yeah or yeah. Uh, experimental something or other and Yeah. And uh Yeah. They can yeah. always blame it on and say, Oh yeah, we were just trying out some aircraft that's you mm-hmm. know and one of the other funny things they too they say as well is half the things that people are seeing and describing as UFOs mm-hmm. are, are actually uh, spaceships that mm-hmm. we have, right? That belong to the U.S. government or the Canadian government or 
the Russians yeah. or the British. And, you know, these black triangles yep. that people see flying through the sky with the lights that go around them. They say, well, that's that's not aliens. That's us. Yep. And we just haven't announced it to the mm. world yet. Right. Like when they had the stealth fighters. Yeah. You know, it was like uh, they weren't supposed to announce that, but someone flubbed it. Yep. And they were like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then I guess, you see them. Yeah, and, and then you like, see them. You're like, wow, that that looks like a a, yeah. a UFO. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah, a triangular wings. black flying wing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, uh, do you think though that aliens do walk among us? Well, there's a lot of theories that you know they're shapeshifters, and then there's then they say there's there's species that look just like us. Right. Like the Nordics. They, they're talking mm-hmm. about they're like blonde and blue eyed and, right. and they look like they're from Norway or Sweden. Right. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I've seen some weird looking people <laughs> on the streets and you go, yeah. man, that guy's an alien <laughs> yeah. for sure. Well, but uh, I don't know whether it was Paul Hellier that had said this, but. Uh, but you know, I, I think he did say they yeah. do walk among us. And that you wouldn't know that they were alien, of course. They, you know, they look very human. Mm hmm. Now, whether they can just look that way or... Because or they want they, to or they actually do, right? Yeah. Or did they mate with humans and form their own uh, race type of deal? Or hmm. That's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mating with humans, right? But yeah. But, uh, well, you get these people, and even John talked about uh, markings that you have that are unexplainable, and some people have had chips or or something taken you know steel stuff taken yep. out of them that they they can't explain that it's it's not from mm-hmm. this earth yeah you know you know what is it is it uh you know were they dissected and uh it's like here we gotta keep track on these people and did the aliens do that or or was it just a flying piece of metal that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i've been right. hit by a flying piece of metal in an accident and i know you know when you get hit with it i can vouch for that one yeah right you know yeah. but yeah i mean people have had stuff uh, you know operations and it's like what is that that's uh, inserted into your skin and they have no yeah. idea was it you that was telling me john that someone they took this little thing out of somebody and they sent it off to to be analyzed and it it turned into a under the microscope in this lab where they sent it to. Mm-hmm. As soon as they started to look at it, it turned into a liquid in front of their eyes, and then it it turned just, into a, a gas, and it just faded away. Yeah, it's gone. Wow. And they'd taken it out of somebody, like yep. out of their wrist or their spine mm-hmm. or whatever. Because they, I mean, you can yep. Google the, these images, yep. and there's these doctors that are like taking like these. They're about the size of a, a grain of rice. Some right. of them, right? Yeah. And uh, they take them out, and they they disappear, or they fade away, or they turn into a liquid, and then a, yep. a gas. We, we've got a listener who's got a spiral shaped yeah. implant in yeah. her mm-hmm. that Implants. she's adamant that where it came from. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there's definitely something to it. I have no doubt in my mind that there's something to it. Um, you gotta wonder, like, if they've been coming, if some of them have been coming for thousands of years, they obviously don't have nefarious reasons. Because mm-hmm. they could have wiped us out. Oh, easily, right? yeah. But now, right? according to Paul Hellier, we have technology that can fight back. Mm-hmm. So was that given us given to us by another species saying, "Well, we can't we can't look after you all the time." So here's yeah, right, here's and, our ray guns that'll knock down the other guy's craft, mm-hmm. right? And you, you got to wonder, like, uh, like who's running the show here? 
Right. And, uh, you know, you always hear about the greys. You hear about uh, that film, uh, Skinny Bob. You ever mm-hmm. seen that one? Where it's like black and white footage, 8mm footage of a, a, an alien. Right. They call him Skinny Bob. And he looks like one of the greys. He's got the big head, the big eyes, okay. the skinny little body. Yeah. And yeah. it's you watch yeah. this and you're like, yeah, man, that but looks that's so real. real. Right. You know? And, uh, you know, then you had those shows back in the 90s, Alien Autopsy, and it was hosted right. by Whether the, they the were Star Trek or, dude. And, yeah. And they say they have, they have video of... Mm-hmm. The autopsies they performed on them, and right. and uh, so I don't know. There, there might be. Hellier said in one of his talks that um, Steven Spielberg movie Close, oh, Encounters. Close Encounters. You remember at the end where they had an exchange, mm-hmm. and some people went on the, the 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 craft. Yes, he said that's based on a true story. Hmm. He says he has no idea how Spielberg got that information. But he was told by one of the generals that confided to him, like, yes, it's true and more, right. that they actually have had meetings mm-hmm. with levels of the U.S. government, probably other governments, and they worked out an agreement where 10 astronauts were going to go with them. They were going to go for 10 years. And this is in one of his latest uh, YouTube things. I was Really? Yeah, I watched it. It might have been this morning. Um, and they had an exchange, and one alien stayed here, and 10 people went, eight men, two women, and they went, and it was supposed to be a 10-year stint, and they were going to be away. Huh. And I don't know what the whole outcome of that was, but mm. that was... And he said he that's kind of what you saw in Close Encounters yep. was what really happened. Really? And this is from his high-level contacts Can within the U.S. government. you believe I've never actually seen that movie? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I saw it. I've, I've seen it's like a little bit, the, bits, of, bits of pieces of it, but I've never actually I seen saw it. I saw it. I was a kid back then, and that creeped the hell out of me. Yeah, you know really? it did. Oh yeah, anything with that used to creep the crap out of me. I couldn't. Oh, figure I know, out why. and and me too. And I, I yeah, more, I mean, more than other it? movies, like more yeah. than horror movies. Oh, or? exactly. Yeah, really? it was something about, and whether that went back to me being the kid and hearing oh, these yeah. stories or some, being something implanted subconsciously yeah, there. Yeah, right? but uh, I was more afraid that? of alien and spacecraft uh, yeah, than I would have been of spirits or really? yeah, more horror movies or whatever. Mm. So. Yeah, I could shoot Jason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna just keep on coming. <laughs> yeah, I think if you but, shoot the aliens, they don't get up. Yeah, because they are apparently they are mortal. Right. Like if you do shoot them or club them over the head, they're going down. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just uh, you just got to get to the point where you can get at them. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and I guess it's the whole question of whether you know are they're already here or are they coming from another planet? I mean, that universe is so broad, right? I mean, well, it's got to be another two species. These they're yeah. telling us, right? Yeah, I mean, and they even say there's like there's like four different types of grace, right? And like three of them are okay, and one of them are bad little buggers. So right. that's the only one and we know. There's good reptilians, and there's bad reptilians. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the Nordics are good guys, and you know they're more spiritual. And and when you watch these videos, especially on YouTube. They talk about spirituality a lot with the aliens. Right. Like where they're they're so like if we're at like spiritual, we're at a level two. Oh sure. They're yeah. like like at a fifty. Right. Or beyond. Mm-hmm. And that's where we talk about where they where they can do their remote viewing and their astral projection and because I've even years ago, even before I got into this, uh, listening to Art Bell mm-hmm. right. coast to coast. They Fantastic he, had, he had a lady yeah. on there who could remote view and astral project, and she said she saw greys all the time. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I was like, what? She's seeing aliens when she's astral right. projecting. What the, you know, what kind of loon is this chick, right? Yeah. But then years later, you know, yeah. John and I are doing our thing at, at uh, Maria, yeah. Maria's house. Yeah. And Long they're behold. following us home. Yeah. And checking us out. And it's like, hmm. Right. Like, what do you want? Right? Yeah. Like, And they, they just stand there and stare. Yeah. I they say don't, they to, don't interact. They don't do anything. I think it's just that it's an oddity. People use certain percentages of their brain, and you're using a different part of your brain when you do that. And I think they're just checking right. it out. And again, it could be levels of human spirituality, too, that you guys are lifted at a certain level yeah. that you're able yeah, to. Yeah, we don't mean religious do things. No. Because I, uh, I would be a zero on that scale, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just uh, even if you think that uh, if you believe in reincarnation, you know, there's some people that that I see that I uh, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's like, oh, you haven't been here before because you just don't learn. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. But there's other yeah. people that seem to have a grasp on life itself. Yeah, you see, like the, old, those old souls. That yeah, yeah, see. like a 15 year old kid who seems wiser beyond their years, like an old soul, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And then you meet that guy who's like 50. Yeah, and he's as dumb as a doornail. He's, he's like, got, yeah, yeah. It's no really idea. a new day for him. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to teach him to, to tie his shoelaces every day. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know. right. And you know, and you get that a lot. I mean, you see it in young kids, and you're thinking, "Wow, there's an old soul right there." I mean, they're right. talking like they know. Yeah, <laughs> they know already. You know, yeah. and, and so yeah, I certainly agree with the certain levels of. But if feeling it. a spaceship landed. On the front lawn of the White House tomorrow. Right. Do you think people would really freak out? I don't think anymore. Like, would they would be all be. Would they, if, 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 yeah, there'd be like those those uh, doomsday preppers. They'd be running for the. Yeah. They'd be going to Walmart and buying their yeah, they'd be AR 15s. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and loading everything up. And loading yeah. up on water and canned beans and stuff like that. I think it would all depend on. If they were aggressive or not, or you know, or whether well, it was if, just, if they land, yeah, you know, and they come out and they say, "Hey, we'd like to take yeah. me to your leader," kind of thing, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, then and uh, then they'll go to Trump, don't you? Yeah. So then it would cause a, a <laughs> Trump's big, hair might big scare big them off. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be different if uh, Trump came along, or even Trudeau, or whatever, and said, "Our military has captured some uh, aliens. They're harmless. They're you know." Yeah, it might calm everybody down about what's going on. Mm. But I, I don't think the alien things are like they've been coming here for thousands decades. of years. They said, yeah, decades yeah. that we know of, right. like documented, right. right? That we can, if they were looking to take over the world, they it would have done, done it when we were still throwing spears at each other. That's right. It yeah. would have been done, right? So yeah, I, I think at the very worst, they're maybe grabbing a few people here or there. Yep, for God knows whatever reason, well, could be just be slaves. It's like a hundred thousand people. In the U.S. alone, go missing every year. Yes, they, they say they can count for thirty percent of that because they all the run away. That went missing. They all that Malaysian. Yeah, air. I mean, they still haven't really found any. Yeah, that's right. Did they get? No. And now they're working in some alien mine or yeah, <laughs> or alien field cultivating. You know, who knows, right? whatever. But I mean, they've yeah. gone missing. Yeah, yeah like, that's kind of weird. Eh? Right. Missing like that, and uh, they still can't find it. That does kind of freak yeah, you. That's right? what a couple years. Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. They've never ever. That's that's bizarre. The search they put it for that. Well, there's rumors that that plane was filled with gold too, so it might have 
made a stop somewhere and all those poor people are oh god feeding the sharks somewhere, somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever that's, who knows that's that's a conspiracy that's another, pod. Yep. that's another podcast to yeah. talk about <laughs> but i seriously think if i was watching tv and something touched down on parliament hill or mm-hmm. or the white house lawn i'd be like oh that's cool right you know i go back to what doing what I was doing before? Yeah. I wouldn't freak out, and I'd be like, "Oh my god," mm-hmm. you know, because, like I said, I, you know, they're they've been coming around forever, and if they wanted to take care of us, they would have by now. Yeah, and I'm, and I guess also there's ones out there that are like, "No, hands off the poor earthlings," right? Or, you know, there's going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like a political yeah, thing, and, and, right? and Hellier says that they've they've tried to help us. Yeah. That they, they well, that's what I think is they want us to yeah. get off oil because we're destroying our planet. Yeah, yes. and yet we talk about the oil cartels and all the money in the oil and all that kind of stuff. We haven't done it, right? Um, but if they were here for nefarious reasons, I think you know, like uh, that, that War of the Worlds or whatever, right. it would have happened already. Oh, it would have happened. Yeah, you know, like I've stocked up on a bit of ammunition just in case, but <laughs> I I I yeah. don't think it's a it's it's going to happen. You know, yeah. it'd just be nice to, if it is going on. If the governments know that they're coming, tell the people, right? Right. And but part of it, you wonder if it's the religious people, because if they found out that the world's right, you know, was, like hey, we it? actually planted you here a hundred thousand years ago, and we've yeah. watched you grow. That that all of a sudden, everybody going to church, right? You know, the Christians would have a big problem with that, right? Yeah, yeah. that that's so. right. You know, and the Buddhists and the Muslims oh, yeah. and everybody else, and then the people yeah. like us that would go, well, yeah, okay, we knew that kind of, but we just didn't know. For sure. Yeah. So. Right. It seems in history that it's been all yeah. along that they've been helping us. You yeah. Know, developing Some way. To, yeah. And isn't there even. And Gentle gonna, nudges right here right. and there. Uh, I'm going to yeah. research. Isn't there something odd about our genome too? Because they call it the missing link, right? Because mm-hmm. like we That's went. Right. When they're talking about evolution and you go from, you know, the little monkey crawling around and then he got bigger and taller and then you go to go to man. The leap doesn't quite make sense. There's one because the amazing link, yeah. yeah, because we went too fast, right? Mm. And so then some people say, "Well, that was alien intervention." There's all kinds of people have that. What are, I have no idea. I've done that. But right. you know what? I think they've been around watching us go from like Dan said, whipping spears, mm-hmm. to now we've got nuclear missiles. And you hear the stories about it. Military bases they come show up with the nuclear sites and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hellier says they've documented. The aliens have documented every location of nuclear weapons, so mm-hmm. maybe they're there to make sure if, if they do to launch them, they're gonna knock them out of the sky. Yeah, maybe. shut them down, or who knows, right? But I don't think anybody listening to this has to worry about we're being taken over tomorrow. No, uh, no. I think they would have already done it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. always uh, fascinating cases, though. Uh, that and they're all over the internet as far as uh, UFO sightings as well as alien abductions. Um, yeah, take YouTube a look. YouTube is the best place. Yep, there's just you can come to your own conclusions. And that one movie that uh, came out, and where they had the the lady who was um, was she a psychologist or something, and she she actually began to go dead on this, and it, they actually showed. I forgot the name of the movie now, but you saw like oh, she was hypnotizing people. Yeah, and, and they had any multiple, you know, and she went from a, like a total like not even, mm-hmm. and now she believes it. Uh, you know, it, it's it's clear something's going on. There's there's no doubt about it, right? Mm-hmm. If anybody out there, if you've got a UFO yeah. story, send it to us on Facebook or our uh, our, our email, yeah. uh, or even if a sighting. Hey, I saw an object move in the sky. Yeah, just 
bounce it off us, add it, add it in there. Um, because yeah, I think everybody has. Like, we can't talk about ghosts all the time. No. <laughs> you know, no, uh, we got to throw a throw a looper in there every once in a while. Yeah, but but, uh, but we just, we do have a lot of a lot more ghost stuff coming up. Yes, a whole ton, a ton of it. And we uh, we've got some investigations right coming up as well, and hopefully they'll turn out some good evidence. Yeah. And I guess maybe we should talk about one day the the correlation between ghosts and aliens and Bigfoot and exactly you know because there are like you know you talk about uh, the Skinwalker Ranch mm-hmm. you know out in Utah there, and I'm fascinated with that place. I'd love to right. I'd love to set foot on there, and you know where they have seen aliens like all sorts of different crafts from things the size of basketballs to like ships that mm-hmm. land and. Right, and then there's ghosts, ghosts, and poltergeist activity, and Bigfoot sightings, and Dogman sightings. And it's like mm-hmm. portals, portals opening yep. up, and people, wa- you know, creatures walking out of them, and yeah, it's like okay, like are are they all aware of each other, or are they using the same portals, or right, you know, or is there just so many different dimensions out there? And I think that, the, that and they're crossing over, and they overlap, and once this in a while. just seems to be a hot spot mm-hmm. uh, gateway kind of thing right right but uh i'm sure there's there's more places in the world than the skinwalker ranch because apparently there's one in england uh they had their own version of the skinwalker ranch in in england somewhere Hmm. or in scotland Mm -hmm. and uh they see all sorts of strange things creatures and aliens and ghosts and right so and even when john like and i have done our thing at uh Maria's property there. Excuse mm-hmm. me. We had ghosts and aliens and all sorts of weird looking things. Yeah, and again, that's all that portal being opened up. Yeah. And just bring in that poor kid's bedroom. And <laughs> one of the investigations that you guys are going to do—that's that place that it's got the, like that spiritual walkway I talked about. Oh yes. Yeah, so that's going to be that'll be an interesting one because mm-hmm. when I remote viewed that place, it was like a sidewalk just filled with spirits walking. Right. Mainly, they were all that's going. That's where the big cell phone tower is on the property. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So there goes like some power, right? Up the, a ley yeah. line or something. And right. yeah, so that put place K two meter right beside oh, yeah. it, and then walk into the yeah. house and see if it's still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So that'll that'll be a cool investigation because mm-hmm. that place it, it was like they were walking through a quarter of the building, right? And it was like I don't know where they were all heading, but it was all these spirits, and they were all going mainly from right to left. Mm-hmm. But there was the occasional one that was going the opposite direction. Very rare, and I remember I stepped into that, and none of them even cared about me. Yeah, there was two or three floating around the house. The yeah, guy was that a, was getting a, loud. There was a man and a woman. Yeah, and he was kind of getting loud once in a while. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, it was like a like a spiritual highway. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I think that like we all have a dimension we live in, right? right? Whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes somehow other dimensions overlap. Yeah, and that's where people see Bigfoot, Dogman. Go, all these different things. It's I, there's some kind right. of a, but I can't explain it. But I've seen it, and we've and yep. the people listening have experienced things that. That's right, and we never doubt you. I mean, you yeah. know, that's. Uh, that's no, we were talking about that earlier, right? Where uh, you know, when we we're at the pub, yeah, where I was saying, you know, like there's this one lady uh, that's going to be teaching me mm-hmm. some other techniques for okay. my own uh, psychic, you know, awareness or whatever. And uh, she's got some crazy ideas, or she's got some mm-hmm. unconventional, unconventional things that are seem like they're way out there. Right. And I said to John, like, "Well, we shouldn't judge. 
Because no. we're telling stories here. Well, exactly. Where they would, you know, the guys in the white coats would be locking us up, <laughs> you know. And, you know, I, and people telling me their stories, and I and there's that 5% in the back of my head going, this is sure. this is a load of yeah. nonsense. But then, I, you know, if I told my story, any of these stories, to people on the street, mm-hmm. let alone a podcast, they'd be like, this guy's cracking. Yeah, unless they were That's into right. it, they'd want to uh, run yeah, away. unless they were into it, yeah. 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 But, uh, so you never know. I mean... And there's got to, because of all the witnesses out there mm-hmm. and the hundreds of thousands of people that have seen ghosts right. and Bigfoot and the dogmen and mm-hmm. the UFOs yeah. and fairies and, you know, little gremlins and there's got to be something yeah. to it, right? There has to be. Oh, uh, you just can't discount no. all those people. No. You know? No, and yeah, and to me, it's happening for a reason. Yeah, and for and I can say without a doubt, mm-hmm. aliens and ghosts are real, hundred percent. Okay, Bigfoot I've never seen, right? Yeah, <laughs> but but too I, many. But I believe that there's something that yeah. creature or is real, right? You know, Loch too many Ness, Who knows? You know, little fairies. Who knows? Little gremlins. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, and dogman sightings. How many people well, have seen a dogman? It just yeah, it's it's insane when you start to Google that topic. And you know what people and there's and nobody seeing them where they're seeing Bigfoot. Yep, that's right. Right? Yeah, exactly. There's so, there's something to it. Yeah, you know. And like we're Dan and I've mentioned this. We're hoping to maybe go on a little Bigfoot trek with a, a group that's mm-hmm. in this field. You so. too, if you want to come. Yeah. Yeah. We, need, well, we need somebody to lead the way. <laughs> <I need bait. laughs> we need bait. Yeah. We'll slather you in barbecue sauce and duct tape you to a tree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finding a new editor now, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, we need you. Yeah. It looks like I'm bait. John? Yeah. You got to go. Get your Speedo on. Yeah. <laughs> We're oh, lathering you up in uh, sweet yeah. baby ray sauce. <laughs> yeah. But oh, anybody exactly. listening, send us your stories. We'll listen. We won't judge. And if yeah, you, there's been a couple people judge. that wanted, have yeah. said they're going to... And if you don't want to do it on the Facebook page because you don't want your name beside it, well, then fire it off to the big guy here on the email. Yep. And then he'll just use your first name and nobody mm-hmm. has a clue. Yep. Yeah. Or we we'll, can change we'll com- your name we'll to We'll compile totally. them and have a, a, a story night. Yeah, actually, yeah. that's what we'd love to do on the pod. I think we'd all agree. Yeah. A whole collection of the, the listeners' stories. And we'll just go, and this is Betty, and this is Bob, and, and just tell the stories. Yeah. You know? Because some of them yeah. are... Or good ones. The faction stories. We want to do a bunch of them. We've got a few in the bag right now yep. that we could bring out. Um, so, yeah, keep sending them to us, and we'll devote a whole pod to it. Tell your stories. Mm-hmm. You know? All right. Dan, you will give that uh, email address out. and Phantomfaction at Outlook.com. I was going to say it, but I usually screw it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm still working on the website. It's not, it's not up yeah. yet. But that, we, that's but a work we, in progress. we did score the Phantom Faction dot com domain domain there you That'll go that'll be nice so yes and in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. I'm going to be at a horror convention ah very nice in Niagara Falls Canada it's called Frightmare in the Falls right well it's and, getting close to Halloween right yeah and uh, I will be there up, yeah. uh, manning a booth uh, with mm-hmm. uh, a couple of buddies nice and uh, hopefully I'll be doing some Recording there and talking to maybe some of the celebrities mm-hmm. and see if uh, they've got some stories for us. Yeah, yeah. Adrian Recorder Bar- there. Adrian Barbeau is going to be there. Yeah, nice. And uh, the guy that played Pinhead. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, and the, uh, the creator of Chucky is going to be there, and one of the guys right. who played Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw is going to be there. So yeah. I love that stuff. Oh, yeah. And hopefully I can, you know, yeah, get their so own experience. Con a few yeah. of them into talking to me, so we'll have to turn on the charm or yeah, just or get them in a headlock or yeah, whatever. just lean over them. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, yeah, I'll exactly. lean over her for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my. edit that. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and yeah. we'll be Hit back. Subscribe. Yes. Nanu, nanu. Subscribe. Send us, send us your stories. Thank yeah. you. Phantom Faction Podcast. A podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.